0: students welcome to study iq's new initiative the podcast i am your host dipanch murjani welcome all the goal of the podcast is to give you insights and help you in your upsc journey along with me mr avlokit will cover upsc's syllabus bit by bit with macro and micro analysis but the big question is that how will you utilize this podcast in your preparation journey so it is simply going to be a revision tool. In today's time, students are in a lot of stress because everybody is overloaded with the content, which in turn forces revision to take a backseat in your preparation. You can revise through this podcast while you are traveling or enjoying your morning or evening walks. As this is the first episode, I will make you understand the structure. We will cover all GS papers with major topics and subtopics divided as introduction to the topic, various dimensions, which will help you both in prelims and mains examination. And then we will conclude the topic. In today's discussion, we will take up GS paper two, topic one, constitution of India and subtopic in it is preamble. Just imagine that you are going to read a book. So, before reading, you would like to know that what is the aim, what are the objectives, what is the philosophy, and what are the aspirational goals. Similarly, preamble gives us an insight to the objectives, philosophy, and aspirational goals of our constitution. Sir, can you please enlighten us about preamble?
1: The preamble of the constitution of India presents the principles of the constitution and indicates the source of its authority. It was basically adopted on 26th November 1949 by the Constituent Assembly and came into effect on 26 January 1950. We also celebrate this day as Republic Day of India. The preamble is based on the objective resolutions which was drafted and moved in the Constituent Assembly by Jawaharlal Nehruji.
0: Sir, in preamble, there are some keywords which are important for prelims and mains examination and those keywords also give us an insight as to what constitution offers to its nation. So can you please make us aware about those keywords?
1: The first keyword in our preamble is sovereign, sovereign meaning that no authority above it, no dependency in exercising its own national interest. We will try to understand with some examples. Acquiring foreign territory since independence, India acquired many foreign territories like Dadra, Nagar, Haveli, Goa, Sikkim, Puducherry, etc. And in recent times also, India and Bangladesh have seceded territories to each other with 100th constitutional amendment in 2015. This shows that India is a sovereign country.
0: So the next keyword is socialist which was not mentioned in the initial preamble rather it was added by the 42nd constitutional amendment in 1976 but can you please enlighten us on the fact that how India's socialism is different from other socialist countries
1: india follows democratic socialism and not communalistic socialism because in india state and private stakeholders own property and follow mixed economic model as you've mentioned the term added by 42nd constitutional amendment in 1976 socialism also means providing all people food security full employment universal access to education health and housing it means the economic political and social empowerment of people by vastly improving the living conditions of workers Socialism also means first and foremost the people's power would be supreme, that democracy, democratic right and civil liberties would be inseparable elements of the socialist judicial, political and social order. Socialism also means the ending of caste operation by abolishing the caste system. It also means the equality of linguistic groups and equal development of all languages. It means the true equality of all minorities and marginalized sections and ending gender operation. Socialism also means that the socialist economic construction will be based on the socialized means of production and central planning governed by state.
0: So the next keyword is secular which was also added by the 42nd constitutional amendment in 1976. Apart from India, There are so many countries which are secular in nature. So how can we define India's secularism and what is the difference between Indian secularism and Western secularism? The basic
1: definition of secularism is all religions get equal treatment in India. The term was added by 42nd constitutional amendment. However, there are some differences between Indian model of secularism versus Western model. In Western model, there is watertight separation between religion and state, whereas India follows equidistant model of secularism, equidistant from people, religion, and state. Imagine the triangle and at the center of it is Indian secularism, and all three corners of the triangle are people, religion, and state. For example, Indian secularism follows equal respect and mutual respect to every religion state also give equal support to every religion in indian secularism state promotes flourishing of every religion and gives opportunities for every religion this is not in the case of western secularism
0: so the next keyword is democratic the essence of democratic lies in the fact that our preamble starts with we the people. So can you please throw some light on the character of Indian democracy? As we
1: are reading the preamble, the preamble starts from the we the people of India. That means states gets an authority from the will of the people. Democratic in preamble means notably political, but also social and economic democracy. The political democracy means state is equally shared by citizen. People are sovereign and it is practiced through free and fair election. Social democracy means there is a free market system along with accommodating welfare needs. Economic democracy means everybody who contributes in economic system is entitled of wages and allowances. So
0: the next keyword is Republic. Republic, when we talk about republic, it is often related with the head of the state. So, when it comes to our examination, can you please make us aware about India being republic?
1: Republic means a republic is a state in which the people and their elected representatives hold supreme power. Rather than a monarch, like in Britain, it has elected head of state. People provide power to leaders they elect to represent and serve their interest in Republic. Republic has political sovereignty lies with its people. For example, every five years election of president indirectly done by people and anyone who fulfills the criteria to become a president can contest for an election.
0: So the next keyword is justice and often justice is related with cornerstone of democracy. So, how justice is cornerstone of our democracy?
1: As you've mentioned, justice is a cornerstone of democracy. Its element comprise of social, political, and economic justice. Social justice means equal treatment of all citizens without any social discrimination based on class, caste, and ethnicity. Constitutionally guaranteed fundamental human rights, which is. Abolition of Untouchability in 1950s, Prevention of Atrocities Act, Pradhan Mantri Jan Dhan Yojana, One Nation, One Ration Card are some of the examples of social justice. Economic justice means no discrimination on the basis of their income economic status. To uphold economic justice, recently Sukanya Samriddhi Yojana have been launched. Political justice equal political rights like voting rights civil liberties to all equal political rights for exercise political functions like right to vote right to contest election etc
0: sir liberty is the next keyword and liberty means freedom so does our constitution provides all forms of liberty or what does that liberty means
1: the term liberty means freedom of the people to choose their way of life, have their own political views and behavior in society. Liberty does not mean freedom to do anything. A person can do anything but in the limit set by the law. Liberty of thought and expression, belief, faith and worship was also mentioned. Our constitution believes in freedom of different nature, social, civil and political as articulated through the fundamental rights in the Constitution under Part 3. The liberty of thought expression is enshrined in Article 19 and the right to life of personal liberty is guaranteed by Article 21. But all these freedom and liberties come up with reasonable restrictions to uphold the social harmony and greater public good.
0: Sir, equality being the next keyword, It is often said that our constitution guarantees equality before law. So does equality only signifies that particular statement?
1: Uh, Equality have a very basic definition which means absence of privileges. As political ideal, the concept of equality invokes the idea that all human beings have an equal worth regardless of their color, gender, race or nationality civic equality means that equal rights and freedom to all the people and social groups which is also enshrined under indian constitution article 14 16 17 as well as 18 political equality one person one vote equality before law equal rights of free speech equality of opportunities is mentioned under article 39
0: Fraternity is our next keyword, sir. Fraternity means brotherhood. But what do you think that when our constitution makers added this term in the preamble, what was their thought process?
1: Filling of brotherhood between citizens is the basic understanding of fraternity. Fraternity assures dignity of individual and unity and integrity of the nation. Fraternity also promoted single citizenship and fundamental duties. If individual follows his duties, ultimately he or she will create harmony in surrounding and promote feeling of brotherhood, which ultimately achieves the goal of national interest.
0: Sir, after discussing all the keywords, we want you to throw some light on other dimensions of preamble, which are important from examination point of view, like how preamble helps in interpretation of constitution, what is the utility of Preamble? Is Preamble a part of the Constitution?
1: Uh, the first dimension you asked is about how Preamble helps an in interpretation of Constitution. In Keshwan and the Bharti case in 1976, Supreme Court have stated that Preamble helps an in interpretation of Constitution. Preamble is also guiding light in understanding the vision of India. It reflects the idea of Indian society and ancient values like tolerance, brotherhood, equality, and equal respect. The second dimension is utility of Preamble. Preamble, as a cornerstone of constitutional principles, provides lighting guide for lawmakers. Preamble also gives source of power to its people. K.M. Munshi The member of drafting committee describes preamble as the horoscope of our sovereign democratic republic. The status of preamble is time and again being discussed through various Supreme Court judgments. We will see and understand what is the status of preamble through various judgments. In Beirubari Union case, Supreme Court have stated that preamble is the key to open the mind of the makers but it cannot be considered as part of the constitution. Therefore, it is not enforceable in court of law. However, in Keshwananda Bharti case, Supreme Court have stated that preamble of the constitution will now be considered as a part of the constitution. The preamble is not the supreme power or source of any restrictions or prohibitions, but it plays an important role in interpretation of statute and provisions of the Constitution. So, it can be concluded that preamble is the introductory part of the Constitution. In 1995, case of Union Government versus LIC of India, also the Supreme Court has once again held that preamble is the integral part of the Constitution, but It is not directly enforceable in a court of justice in India.
0: Sir, thank you for your insights. So, listeners, this was our podcast on Preamble. We'll be back very soon. Till then, stay connected with Study IQ. Keep studying.